Yes, indeed, we'll uh, help you keep it running. If you have any kind of a uh, problem with your car, your truck, your van, and you need to bring it in for service, and you want to know what could be ailing before you drive through that door, uh, give Nick Stoffel a call or a text. Nick runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. He is with us this morning. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Good morning, Denny. How was your week? I, I ask every week, you and Dan, and it's like uh, you've been busy and are, and that's, I guess, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, we, uh, you know, the season has changed. Unfortunately, it feels like it went from uh, winter to summer, but, <laughs> you know, regardless, um, yeah. you, you know, the, the hot appointment of the week was air conditioning, which you would suspect, and we're going to keep, uh, we're going to keep going with it. You know, we're, uh, we, we have a wonderful staff and we're, you know, a few days behind, which is pretty typical, but we're we're doing our best. We're working on efficiencies and finding ways to get that one extra person taken care of each day. You know, we ask you guys from time. By the way, before I even ask that question, if you have any issues with your uh, your personal vehicle uh, and you need to bring it in for service, uh, any kind of a car any kind of a car care question, you can ask Nick either by phone or by text. Let me give you the number for either six five one four six one nine two two six. So I started to say, Nick, uh, and, and I know you both, you and Dan, have, have talked about what a great career it is to be an auto technician. And uh, are we getting some success? Are, are young people deciding, well, hey, you know, maybe college isn't for me. Maybe I'm going to try this. Some trade. And uh, that's a good gig, isn't it? Not bad at all. It's uh created a wonderful life for myself and Dan and you know we you know it's like with any career any job you know the uh, the workplace the environment your team and if we we spent many many years trying to build a team that can really support each other uh, you know they work really well together and they're able you know everyone has their weaknesses and strengths if you put the right people together and kind of combine all those strengths you can really build a, a beautiful thing and we're um, but you know, busier than ever. I mean, it's it's a really awesome, awesome feeling. What's this thing about Parkway Auto Care? Somebody told me about. So, just yesterday, we we've kind of expanded our Lloyd's Automotive footprint uh, mm. in buying another shop. So here we go. We went from being just at nine eighty two Grand Avenue to now having a location up on Fort Parkway and Snelling, beautiful Highland Park, right top of the hill. Um, Looking down towards Haskell Liquors, as you probably know, uh, yeah. and you know, like 1581 Ford Parkway, we we're really excited. They have a really good core group of people there, um, and we're going to try to do what we do here and make it uh, make it a home run. Well, busier than ever. Well, congratulations. That's great. You're going to be able to serve more people uh, that way for sure. All That's right, the good plan. Deal. Sure. We'll, we'll mention that again too. All right, here's our phone number. It's also the text number, 651-461-9226. Let us grab a phone call. I think uh, Ray is calling in from Champlin uh, this morning. Thanks, Ray. What's your question for Nick? Um, I have a 2008 Buick Enclave with a lot of miles on it, 240,000, but it's been running really good. still is pretty much, but all of a sudden this winter, uh, I one day I come out and uh, started up in the Actually, uh, it was in a warm garage, but the valve lifters, or, you know, hydraulic lifters started making noise. So we added an additive and flushed and changed the oil and put another additive in it. It's much, much better. But the question is, uh, how long can I drive it like that? And uh, what is it, what's the process to repair that uh, problem? 
You know, to, to pinpoint it would be the first step. You know, you were thinking it's a lifter. You use a little additive, some sort of cleaning agent, I'm assuming here. And, you know, that might have done the trick. You know, um, oils come in a variety of flavors and uh, sizes and shapes, as we can, we can say. But when you get carbon starting to build inside that motor, whether it's on the on the lifters or if it's in the rings, we run into some issues where we can end up where uh, the lifters are bleeding down with what you were describing there and uh, kind of coming up. Well, that cleaner kind of renewed that, get that, that, that crud out of there, the carbon out of there, the sludge out of there to allow them to spring back and work properly. So uh, the biggest thing we can do with our vehicles is change the oil, on a regular basis, we all have different driving cycles. We all have different uh, needs. Um, I firmly believe on a good quality synthetic oil, 5,000 miles. If you're still using a conventional oil, you're probably more around 3,000 miles. We see more and more oil-related issues. And by combating that, by doing that oil change on a regular basis, I know manufacturers have their different more oil-related issues. And by combating that, by doing that oil change on a regular basis, I know manufacturers have their different opinions, and that's fine. You can you can do what's best fit for you, but I firmly believe at 5,000 miles on the synthetic and 3,000 on the uh, conventional blended oil. So you're saying, Nick, that you're seeing more issues related to people not changing their oil and filter. Well, you know, and quality oil. I mean, we, we try to use a top quality oil, and there's a whole variety of them out there. You go into a, a parts store, there's a whole aisle full of oils yeah. and they're varying prices. Um, and I can't speak positive or poorly of any, any brand because I'm not a scientist. I'm a chemist. I can't tell you that. But we, you know, I use Mobile One in my truck, and you, you and Dan have talked about that for years. And yeah. when you change the oil in my truck every 5,000 miles, the oil looks good. It looks clean still. It doesn't get all that... Uh, that real dark, dark color and any of that, uh, that, that different kind of a look to it. You know, it doesn't uh, pour out like it should. So just my two cents, but I, if you want to do one thing for your vehicle to help you in the long run, especially if you're going to keep your car like we should, um, you got to change the oil, and you got to use yeah. good, good quality parts. And, you know, and you, you'll agree, I'm sure, that the cars these days, I mean, if we take a little bit of care, important maintenance like an oil and filter change, I mean, we got we got kind of spoiled because cars really kind of take care of themselves without too many problems, right? They do, and you know, I mean, we, you know, I've not done this long enough for when I was a, a high school kid working for Dan. You know, we yeah. would check people's oil out on the drive. You know, there there's no more attendants coming out to check your oil and check your <laughs> tires. And we have sensors and systems in cars to help us, but they're ultimately it's still our car and our responsibility. So, if you don't know. Boy, I don't know when's the last time I had my oil change. Boy, I don't know if it's full or if it's low. Call your shop. Stop by someplace. They would be more than willing to give you a moment to check that oil level or yeah. check the condition and say, hey, you are overdue. We need to get you an appointment. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, something Absolutely. simple. All right, Nick, hang on. We're going to take a quick break. Invite our listeners to join in on our conversation. We have some textures we want to help out as well. If you have any kind of a car care question, don't wait because Nick is – Going to be taking his leave about 7.45 this morning, so uh, hang on. Here's the phone number. It's also the text number, 651-461-9226. Right now in the Twin Cities, we have uh, fair skies, 64 degrees uh, currently, heading for near 78, a beautiful day. Here on News Talk 830, this is WCCO.
And a good Saturday morning to you. Uh, Denny Long here along with Nick Stoffel, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. We also mentioned Parkway Auto Care. We'll do that again. But, uh, Nick, for folks uh, needing some uh, auto help, how do we find you guys? Oh, excuse me. So as you mentioned, we're uh, Lloyd's is right on Grand Avenue at the corner of Chatsworth, uh, two blocks east of Lexington Parkway. And if they have a question, they need to give us a call, uh, as always, 651-228-1316. And if they're on their, their device, their phone, their computer, we're at lloydsautomotive.net. And uh, take a look at our website. Very good. We'll get you that info before Nick takes his leave, which is about 745 this morning. Nick, uh, we have callers, we have texters. Let's get back to it. I think Jeff calling in from Spicer, Minnesota this morning is first up here. Jeff, thank you. What's your question for Nick? Yeah, um, I've got a 2001 F-150 with about 300,000 miles on it. I only use it basically for the fall for hunting or pulling my boat in the summer. Um, And I park it on the side of the house. Well, I just pulled it out here last week and uh, something was hanging down from the the rear or the undercarriage of the bed just behind the axle. And it appears to be it was the... uh, gas recirculation module or a box i took it into an independent and i just said can you just disconnect that because it's so rusted the brackets and so forth so they obviously took it uh, took it off or disconnected it um now obviously the check engine light's going to be on is there anything i should be worried about uh since they've disconnected that or should i not be worried well, the I think the operation of the vehicle will be fine. Obviously, that emission system isn't, you know, um, containing and reburning those fuel vapors, so you might get the smell of fuel somewhere. If it's a contained area, that could be maybe troublesome, but not likely. Um, but the bigger concern is, you know, you're you're going up hunting, so you're out out in the wide open. You got your or you have your boat behind you, trying to get up north or you know out a ways away, and that check engine light's already on. So if something else were to happen that could cause a problem. That you've already lost your warning. So I'd be careful. It might be worth just asking, hey, is there a way to, uh, even if they have to put that thing back in and strap it up in a different spot? You know, I know the bracket's rusty and the undercarriage is very rusty, but if there's a way to fasten it, so at least you can have that system operational so the warning light isn't on in the event you have a, you know, like a, a misfire or a transmission or something that's going to leave you stranded, you know, kind of give you a heads up. So I would at least inquire to see if those folks can at least patch it up enough to, uh, keep that light off so you have a little more uh, sense of security, especially on a longer drive. Any kind of a car care question, you can uh, call it in or text it in to Nick at 651-461-9226. I, I'm looking at this text. I had to reread it to myself a couple of times, but uh, I, I can see what the person is asking. Uh, good morning. It says, how does a person control the speed and braking on an electric, an all-electric vehicle? You know, I'm thinking there's a brake pedal, and normally there's a gas pedal. What is this, like a golf cart? What? <laughs> I've never driven an electric vehicle. What, what do you think, Nick, about that well, question? Depending, I mean, some of them have like a more of a uh, regenerated, so like the motor itself kind of slows you down a bit, um, mm-hmm. which, which is fine, too. But they still have braking systems. Like you'd mentioned, yeah. you know, there's a brake pedal. You know, it's, it's not a gas pedal. It's like an accelerator pedal. And to be totally honest with you, most vehicles now, when you depress that right pedal, there's just a sensor there that's reading to what percentage. You know, how far, you know, Danny's hitting the pedal. How about you going 5%, 10%, or is he going all in? And that sensor tells the computer, 
hey, we, we need to accelerate at a certain rate or we need to hold steady in our speed or, hey, we're trying to slow down. And then the computer tells the, you know, the engine less fuel, less air, and it, it kind of all works in sync. So the difference with electric vehicles, it's not telling your combustion engine to speed up or slow down. It's telling the electric motor to slow down. And then, once again, as you mentioned, we still have brakes. We still have those, you know, those uh calipers and those pads at each wheel clamping down and squeezing to slow those wheels down. So it, it is the same idea, just different systems. Sure. Are you guys uh, seeing a lot more of, uh, repair as far as uh, electric? Or certainly I'm sure you see a lot of hybrids. But what, what about electric vehicles as uh, as of this point? Yeah, no, they're, they're starting to trickle in. Um, you know, they're in the news a lot. I mean, they're, you oh, know, yeah. we talk about electric cars, electric cars, but in, in reality, there's not that many on the road yet. And, you know, there's certain regions of this country where I think they'll be more prominent. You get further south, you get along the coast. But here in Minnesota, I think it's going to be a bit of time, especially with our harsh, cold winters before we're all in. Um, oh, yeah. And the, the distance that we go, I mean, like, you know, the, the, the circumference of the Twin Cities is a very large area where if, maybe if you're along the coast and you're kind of a regional, or even here, if you're, if you're like, right, you know, you live on Grand Avenue and you work on Grand Avenue, it makes sense. But if you're living in Lakeville and driving into downtown to go to work, that might not be the best fit quite yet. So, And you're uh, right. And you mentioned the, the cold weather. That definitely affects, as we've been reading, uh, electric yeah, that, vehicles. Yeah, those batteries do not have the capacity when they get that cold. And then we ask a lot more of them with the heating systems and other yeah. items. So they're working on it. You know, it's going to be time. Yeah. Technology doesn't happen overnight. So nope, that's be patient true. and uh, she'll, she'll get there. Kind of exciting. All right. It is. Uh, ha- hang on, Nick. We're going to be uh, experiencing more show here on CCO right after we have a look at that uh, forecast. Stay with us. 651-461-9226. Car Care straight ahead on News Talk 830 WCCO. Had a good Saturday morning to you. Denny Long here on the midst, in the midst of our car care show here on CCO, along with Nick Stoffel, who is an ASC certified technician at a place called Lloyd's Automotive in uh, St. Paul. Uh, Nick, we have callers and we have texters. Uh, let's see how many folks we can help out before you uh, take your leave here in a few minutes. By the way, here's our phone number again, also our text number, 651-461-9226. This question, Nick, is about a 2012 Acadia. question is, is the airbag deployment always stored in the computer, and is it always noted on the Carfax? Hmm. Um, well, depending, it, it, I guess they're, they're inquiring if they're looking to buy a vehicle, can you find out whether or not the uh, airbag had been deployed? Um, I don't know that for certain. Uh, I do know, however, is if you're looking at a vehicle, when you first start the vehicle on, that airbag light will come on for a moment uh, while it's doing what we call a self-test. So most systems in the vehicle will do a self-assessment when you fire the vehicle up. A lot of different warning lights will come on for a split second while it's doing those tests. If the lights then are satisfied by the pre-test, the light goes out, you know that system is functional, operational, and it will work just fine. So I wouldn't be concerned about the integrity of that system. Now, if that airbag light is on always, or if you never see it come on while you're starting the vehicle, that's probably a reason to pause and inquire and get a little more information. Okay, very good. Uh, interesting question here, and I had kind of forgotten about it uh, myself. Uh, this uh, texter says, what advantage is a car, they specifically said a BMW, 
without an oil dipstick. I remember uh, as with more and more vehicles, you don't. There's not a way to check the oil, the transmission fluid. There are sensors that do that for us. Sensors can fail, but typically there'll be a warning if that were the case. But um, as we have learned, you open the hood and it's hard to find anything now. You know, they got a lot of covers and a lot of things that make it next to impossible. So you go through your, uh, which we're all much better with technology now. You go through that multimedia uh, media center on your vehicle and you can kind of look in the owner's manual to help you find out where in there it'll check the oil level for you. Sometimes the vehicle needs to be up and warmed up and running. Sometimes it has to have been, uh, you know, it'll, it'll explain it to you, but a lot of cars will have an actual sensor that will notify you the level of the oil, which, once again, if we're checking it, oh, it's getting a little bit low, or if it's uh, there's a warning on the vehicle about oil level or oil condition, those are reasons we need to inquire and check with our uh, our dealership, our shop, or whomever is doing our services on our vehicle. Remember, I owned a, a German vehicle for about five minutes for a while, and I, it took me forever to realize there was no dipstick. <laughs> how long? How long I searched, and I, maybe I need to control things more. But I, I like the idea of a dipstick. Now, professionally, what about you? Yeah, yeah no, I, I like to be able to actually touch it, make sure it's real. But um, I, I would say. Uh, vehicles and those systems are reliable. And we, we, you know, you and I are probably cautionary, thinking, "Well, how do I know it's really full?" Yeah. I mean, same thing with our tires. There's sensors in the tires, and they read the pressure. Um, they let us know if they're full or too low. Uh, the light will come on. So there's there's good reasonings for these systems, um, but we still have to pay attention to them and can't ignore them. You know, that's yeah. where we get into trouble. It's like, you know, the cars will come in and that dashboard will be lit up like a Christmas tree, we say, and we end up with a scenario where they got lots of multiple problems that have been building and building. So don't ignore those lights is my, my yeah. two cents. Very good. Uh, Texter wants to know, do they still do rust proofing? Yeah, I'm sure, but I also believe that when they build vehicles now, the, the, the priming, the painting, the materials that are using are much, much better. Um, so I don't know um, if you're more comfortable having that additional service done, by all means have at it, but keep in mind that that salt and that, that stuff in the wintertime is a liquid item and it'll work its way through every crevice and crack. So when they get under your car and spray it, they're hitting all the easy-to-see spots. They're not getting those crevices and those places that we can't get at where the rust oftentimes starts. So personally, I don't think it's necessary, but... Um, you know, you can talk one of those one of those outfits, and they can kind of explain their process to you. And uh, like you guys have mentioned uh, advice before, uh, get the underbody car wash when you get your vehicle wash. Right, that'll help. You know, there's there's warm days in the winter, and I know the line's really really long, but yeah. it's only a few minutes. You can check your email while you're waiting in line, but do run your vehicle through the wash, pay the extra two dollars that sprays underneath this, and knock down that thick layer of whatever we have in the winter <laughs> off the bottom of your car. Your car will definitely appreciate it, and you will in the long run also. Just a quick question and answer, Nick. Uh, how about uh, catalytic converter thefts? Are you uh, still uh, seeing them at Lloyd's? Unfortunately, we are. Um, my opinion is that the pros are long gone. Now it's a bunch of copycats. that We oh, see them yeah. stealing resonators, which is like a, a pre-muffler. We see them stealing the post converters, which don't have nearly the precious material, so they're not have, have any great value. But for the unfortunately for the consumer, it's still the same inconvenience and still an expensive repair. So if you're listening, just stop doing it. You're not getting yeah. any money out of it. Just I don't do something else. 
In fact, Nick, just the other day, I can't remember what magazine I was reading about. Uh, the scientists have come up with uh, with a different type. They don't have those precious metals in there, so they're going to be able to make. Too. Yeah, so that's that's good news. Just cut them short there. All right, Nick, we have to run. How do we get in touch with you guys if we need some auto repair work? Uh, once again, as, as you know, we're at 982 Grand Avenue, corner of Grand and Chatsworth in St. Paul. If you ever have to give us a call, uh, 651-228-1316. And then if you're on your on your device there, it's lloydsautomotive.net. Excellent. Nick, have a good week. We'll see you down the road, uh, and uh, we'll uh, do another show next week. Thanks for your help today, Nick. Thanks, Danny. You betcha. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Stay tuned for our wine chat with Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Straight ahead here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO.